You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. We preview a showdown between Utah State and BYU in men's basketball. What to make of the Utah State Aggies as they come to the Marriott Center. Cougars looking to continue a winning streak over their friends to the north. We'll talk about that. We'll also announce our ticket winner, ticket winner excuse me, for those tickets to go watch the Cougars and the Aggies square off tonight. We'll also talk a little more about BYU football as we typically do and of course catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Uh, Some big awards potentially looming on the horizon for guys like Kalani Sitake. We'll talk about all of that ahead on today's show. So without further ado, let's dive in on a hump day. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 8th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And a big thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. A lot to get to ahead on today's show, but a quick reminder for you guys to please continue to share this podcast with your family and friends. Many of us, I know that you maybe haven't seen some of your family and friends in the better part of two years due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But as you meet with family and friends during this holiday season, they're a big BYU fan. Hey, say, this is a cool thing you may want to check out. It's free and available on all podcasting platforms. You can find it really simply. And it's a daily conversation about BYU that you do not want to miss. So if you guys don't mind, I'm going to issue a little bit of a challenge to all of you to share this with families, friends, or just anybody else you might know that's a BYU fan and tell them, hey, check this out. And your guys' support in this is absolutely invaluable. So thank you for continuing to support this venture. It's a blast to talk with you guys every day about the Cougars. All right, starting off today's show, the meat and potatoes, let's talk about BYU basketball. The 24th ranked Cougars are back in action tonight at the Marriott Center. They welcome the Utah State Aggies to the Marriott Center, and this is going to be a big matchup, I feel like. Utah State comes into this one 6-2 on the season. BYU 7-1, ranked number 24. Tip-off in this contest set for 7 o'clock Mountain Time. And BYU, the biggest thing about this is we've talked a lot about uh, how the 10 is coming streak was ended for BYU football against the University of Utah. BYU is going to look to make it 10 in a row over Utah State. So if you want to have some fun with this, you should put up hashtag 10 is coming and just tweak your favorite local Utah State fan out there. Uh, It's kind of crazy to think the streak has gone on that long, but it has been a nice dominant run for BYU here against Utah State. And that goes against some of the better teams. You can think of what Craig Smith had at his disposal. You had guys like Sam Merrill, uh, Nimi Ishketa, both of them now in the NBA, and BYU's been able to beat all comers when it comes to the Utah State rivalry recently. This is going to be an interesting matchup between these two teams tonight because this is very much a new-look Utah State team. They are led by a throwback, a guy who BYU fans will likely be aware of, and that is Justin Bean. Uh, Absolutely phenomenal player. Averages 36 minutes per game over the first eight games played for Utah State, averaging 22.1 points per game and 12.5 rebounds. Yes, he is averaging a double-double. He is a rebounding machine. 
energy guy, just gets after it on every single possession. He is going to be a load for BYU to try and slow down in this game. And his back, his, excuse me, not his backcourt, his frontcourt running mate, Brandon Horvath, is the only other player on Utah State team currently averaging double digits in points. Uh, Horvath, a transfer into the program, uh, he is averaging 13.3 points per game and four and a half rebounds. So this tandem of Horvath and Bean is going to be critical for BYU to try and slow down. They are very, very good basketball players, and they are going to make sure that BYU has to work for every rebound they get. Utah State, a big part of what I feel like has been the key to their 6-2 and two start is the fact that they give themselves extra chances with offensive rebounds, getting extra possessions, and then getting points off those possessions. They lost in controversial fashion to St. Mary's last week in their more, most recent game, losing 60-58, to 58, and obviously Randy Bennett uh, being the little antagonist that he likes to be out there for the Gales, had some words for Ryan Odom after the game and ragged on the crowd up there in Logan and I think Utah State and BYU fans may finally agree on something. That is that Randy Bennett's a little bit of a, I don't know how you want to describe it, a word that's probably not appropriate for certain audiences of this podcast. But nonetheless, this is going to be a critical, critical thing for BYU to make sure they slow down Justin Bean and Brandon Horvath. Now, the other thing is, is you have a lot of guards on this team from Utah State. They're capable of contributing in high usages. Brock Miller, a guy who is a holdover from the Craig Smith era, averaging 9.8 points per game. Rylan Jones, the transfer from the University of Utah, he's averaging 9.5 points per game, also 5.4 assists. He's been very, very good at setting up his teammates. But the guy that I am most intrigued by, and it's just a guy that I am intrigued by his overall athleticism and his ability to just, the way he plays the game, is a guy named RJ Idlerock. Um, he's a guard, a little more of a swingman for Utah State. He's not leading Utah State in, in any statistical categories, but his ability, I think, to be a 3 and D guy in a game like this against BYU is going to be an interesting, I think, wild card. And I wonder how BYU will go about trying to slow down this new look Utah State team. Ryan Odom is the new head coach up there, taking over for Craig Smith, who obviously moved on to the University of Utah. Odom, a transplant here to Logan, coming over from UMBC. And uh, by all accounts, very much a, an accomplished coach, a guy who understands what he is getting himself into or what he has gotten himself into up there in Logan. But this will be his first taste of the Marriott Center. And I think that The Rock, the BYU faithful, are going to make this a very, very tough game for Utah State. Like I said, the concern I have for BYU in this game is being able to slow down that tandem of Justin Bean and Brandon Horvath. If guys like Fusini Traore, Atiki Ali Atiki, Caleb Lohner, etc. are capable of keeping those guys off the glass and limiting their scoring output, I think BYU's got a very good chance to make it to 8-1 and one on the season. The issue is, it's easier said than done to do that, as most of Utah State's opponents would be happy to tell you. Obviously, they've beaten the likes of Oklahoma this year, that tough loss to St. Mary's. This is a battle-tested Utah State team. This is not a team that has feasted on a bunch of nobodies in the non-conference slate of games, and obviously, Everybody, especially a guy like Justin Bean and Brock Miller, Ryland Jones even to that point, guys who have been in this state, who understand what the in-state games are like, you can guarantee they're going to come into the Marriott Center and they will be hell-bent on making sure that they stop that 10-game losing streak to the Cougars. They don't want to hear it from their fans that, why can't you guys beat BYU? Blah, 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 blah. They, they, they don't want to hear it, obviously. And I, If I was a player, I wouldn't want to hear it either. I, I'd absolutely be like, we're going to do everything we can to snap this streak. 
I think the thing about BYU is what we saw against Missouri State is the BYU is finding ways to win. I am still very much concerned that BYU doesn't have an identifiable, what do I call it, a personality, uh, just the style of play on offense that you can identify with the Cougars. This is still very much a disjointed team at times, it feels like, and a guy like Alex Barcelo or T. John Lucas comes up and decides to fire up a shot and they make them. And that, you can win games with that. Let me be clear about that. Obviously, They've proven that. They're 7-1, and one, and they've won games a lot on the defensive side of the basketball. But I am still looking for BYU to develop their identity on offense. I think that a game like tonight will be an interesting one to see if it uh, helps bring some of that to the forefront. Is this a team that's going to rely on its rebounding prowess and the ability to give itself extra possessions while they still try and figure out their shooting woes from beyond the arc and also just from the from the mid-raging game? Maybe so. But I want to see BYU start to find that identity on offense. And I, maybe they'll never find that identity. Maybe they're just going to be a team that scuffles along on that side of the ball and they just win games by sheer guts and glory. There's a that that's a style in and of itself, but it is not as uh, fun to watch, or it's not as appealing to watch as what we have seen from Mark Pope Mark Pope teams the past two years before this year. So. Very interesting game ahead. I look forward to it, and I am very much interested to see if BYU can fend off a very, very tough Utah State team, especially when it comes to the rebounding. If BYU proves that they can hold up rebounding against a team like Utah State, well, there are going to be very few teams they're not able to rebound against because you've already seen them beat the likes of San Diego State, who might be the hardest rebounding team in the country, in my opinion, and they've fended them off. You can fend Utah State off. You may have found yourself a little bit of an identity there. All right, and now to announce our winner of tickets, and that is going to go to our friend Timothy Griffin. And I threw it out on uh, on the podcast yesterday. I said, how we're going to go about winning tickets is I want you guys to submit your favorite memories of BYU and Utah State in the rivalry series that they have had. And tell us what you remember about it, all that stuff. And I uh, took all the entries, threw them in, uh, gave them a random number, threw it into a random number generator on the internet. I ran it, I believe, eight times. Yeah, eight times. I'm just looking at it here. And the number spit out, and that comes with Timothy Griffin. And Timothy Griffin's uh, submission. You guys will love this. Here we go. I don't have a favorite memory of a BYU-Utah State rivalry in basketball. I would love to go make some. Thank you for your consideration, Timothy Griffin. Well, Timothy, you are going to the game. I'll get in touch with you, get you those tickets, and hope you have a great time tonight out there building those memories as a fan of BYU, watching the Aggies and the Cougars do battle at the Marriott Center. And speaking of that, uh, one of our listeners who did not want to enter to win tickets because they don't live for locally, we do need to tell the story about his first interaction with a Utah State fan, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Of course, if you are a college football fanatic or beyond that, you just like daily sports fantasy, you guys need to check out our friends at Prize Picks. They offer more college football props than anybody else in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you may not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. And the best part is you can have mixed sport entries. So if you want to venture over into the college basketball realm, NBA, NFL, you are able to do that. You 
pick two to five players and an over-under on their projected numbers, and you can win up to 10 times back on any entry, and it's just you versus those projected numbers. The best part about this is your entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Prize Picks is safe and does offer fast withdrawals as well. So get to prizepicks.com or get started on their award-winning app. And by the way, right now you can still get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code Locked On to take advantage of that. So do not hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use that promo code Locked On for that 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Or go to your app store and download the app today to get started there. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at All Guard Pest Control. I've talked to you guys a lot about this company over the past few years. They've been a sponsor here, but I, I want to be frank. If you guys need pest control services, trust a local solution. There are so many companies out there who are advertising and saying, we'll give you this, we'll give you that. We promise the world and then they underdeliver. That's not how it is with All Guard Pest Control. What I love about Seth and his team is they are straightforward, they're honest, and they'll explain exactly what they are going to do, and then they execute that plan and the best part is the results speak for themselves. This is a company who's got five-star reviews up and down the sites. You can go Google online about them. They do it the right way. And as I mentioned, a local company to boot based in Utah County, capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front Corridor. Even if you live in Tooele Valley or out in the Wasatch County areas, they're happy to come to you. They offer both residential and commercial pest control services. So no matter what your needs are, they can handle it for you guys. Quick and they do it professionally, and I can attest to it because they've been taking care of my home for the past three years. So give them a call if you need these services. 801-851-1812 is their phone number, 801-851-1812. Or you can go to their website to learn more. That's allguardpestcontrols.com. Yes, that is allguardpestcontrols with an S.com. Or phone number one more time, 801-851-1812. Make sure to mention that you heard them on Locked On Cougars when you give them that call. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. And as you guys can hear, my voice is steadily getting better. It's still not 100%, but thank you for bearing with me as I've been dealing with this head cold. It's never ideal to be in the communications business and to have your voice go a little wonky on you. But nonetheless, thank you for your support of the podcast as always. All right. I, I want to talk some BYU football, but this story... I was dying laughing when I got this email. And this comes in from our good friend Preston Arnold. And uh, he said uh, this in uh, with regards uh, to the Utah State game tonight between BYU and Utah State in men's basketball. And he said, Hi, Jake. I appreciate the daily podcast. And as you would surmise, we are BYU fans first. We follow football and men's basketball first like most fans. But my wife and I's first day was to a women's soccer game. And we regularly follow the soccer team, volleyball teams, etc. So that goes back to my point earlier this week on the podcast. That I think BYU fans, yes, you have your favorite sports of the Cougars, but your Cougar fans first and foremost. So support all of those teams out there. But that's not the real reason I was laughing at this email from Preston. Here we go. Anyway, the reason I wanted to write in was to share a Utah State experience. We live out of state, so I'm not looking for the tickets, just sharing this. He says, my parents are BYU alumni, and my dad is a fan, so like many other BYU fans, that is where my own fandom started. I was born in the early 1990s and never lived in Utah until I attended BYU. As a teenager in the mid-2000s, Preston, you're probably just a few years younger than I am, I started to truly become aware and follow BYU sports, particularly the football program, and I would watch games with my dad as often as we possibly could. 
However, due to living out of state and the limited internet and TV options of the mid-2000s, I didn't follow the teams as closely as I can now. Every summer, though, we made a pilgrimage to Provo to attend EFY. It was always a fantastic week. One summer, we were not able to get into EFY at Provo, so we decided to go up to EFY at Logan on the USU campus. Mind you, this is in the mid-2000s, and Utah State hadn't beaten BYU since I could walk. Being from out of state, I knew nothing about the Aggies other than they were a regular cupcake on our schedule. I wouldn't have known them from Weber State, UVU, or Southern Utah. So, in I walked to the USU Creamery looking for some ice cream, decked out head-to-toe in BYU gear, knowing nothing of the football rivalry, uh, much less a Creamery rivalry. I don't remember the exact... Uh, how the conversation went between me and the girl behind the counter, but I think it went something like this. Her, that's pretty bold of you wearing BYU gear in here. Said him, why? Don't you like BYU? Her, probably shocked and disgusted. No, they're the worst. They're our rival. Me in complete ignorance. What? No, they aren't. Utah's our rival. Her, rather defiantly, I'm sure. BYU is our biggest rival. Utah State and BYU is a huge rivalry. Me, oh, innocent, naive, naive younger me. Never heard that before. I'm pretty sure Utah is our rival. Hey, did you know that BYU is a creamery too? They make the best ice cream. Preston, I, I, trust me, I can totally see this happening. Her, probably barely holding it together at this point. That's not true. Aggie ice cream was voted best in the state by blah, 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 blah. Proceeds to zealously defend Aggie ice cream's honor. Me, confused why she's so riled up about all this. BYU is clearly the better school at everything. Huh. I doubt it's really better than BYU's, but I'll try dot, dot, dot. Since that was my first interaction with the Utah State fan, and I could, I can't help but look back and laugh. I unwittingly touched on so many stereotypes and dynamics of that rivalry, and here I was, a young out-of-state BYU fan who is only vaguely aware of USU's existence. <laughs> I think at the time I wrote it off as just a weird personal grudge. It took me a few more Aggie interactions to realize the unique dynamic that exists in the BYU-Utah State rivalry. And yes, I do now know there's a rivalry, even if not the rivalry. Anyhow, I hope this brings a a smile to your face. Go Cougs, signed Preston. Preston, that made my day. And I think there are probably hundreds of BYU fans, because there are thousands of them that listen to this podcast daily, that are probably laughing to themselves, thinking of uh, similar interactions they have had with Utah State fans. And I truly believe that's exactly how a conversation would have gone. And the best part is, yeah, you probably did have her just about ready to lose it on you, but you hit all of the high notes when it comes to being a BYU fan in that Utah State rivalry. And wow. What a what a what an interaction! So thank you for sharing that. I, if you were in state, I would absolutely have just said, you know what, you're the winner. You get tickets, but you said you're out of state, so we'll see if we can hook you up at some point down the road when you're in town. But that just that made my day reading that story there. Now uh, before uh, we move on to some other topics, I did want to touch on BYU football for a moment. How's that for a transition? But nonetheless, uh, we were I was having a conversation with some folks, and obviously I've been harping a lot on Kalani. Satake and his status with BYU this week. Uh, I don't know how many of you saw uh, Patrick Kinahan's piece in, on KSL.com, wherein he says this week is a very critical week for BYU with regards to Kalani Satake. There are conflicting reports out there. I've seen them 
them all. Trust me, I got sent multiple screenshots of stuff from different message boards saying that Kalani Sitake may have uh, bombed his interview with Oregon if, he, if he's already interviewed. He hasn't interviewed in some people's eyes. I, I don't know what the status of that is. I do know that he is going to listen to Oregon. I, I can tell you that much. I have that on very, very good authority that he will at least listen to what Oregon has to say. Does that mean he wants to leave BYU? No. But a conversation I had with a person yesterday, and this is our first conversation we've had in a little while, uh, we were just kind of catching up and talking about BYU things, and the topic obviously turned to Kalani Sitake. And it relates to Utah State in this vein, because this person, and this is something I've talked about on this podcast in the past as well, this person says that the bigger concern for Kalani Sitake and just the overall uh, ethos of the BYU football program right now is having the resources to compete when they jump into the Big 12. This is a program that on the recruiting front alone is behind the likes of Utah State in terms of the investment in the recruiting department. Now, I've said this before, that Utah State has more recruiting analysts, etc., than BYU does by quite a few, and they do, and they actually invest more in recruiting. BYU, I think the overall concern for Kalani Sitake is that BYU is going to go into the Big 12. They're going into quote-unquote big boy football. They're going into the Power 5. This is the top shelf, the top level of college football, and for some reason, it seems like BYU thinks, well, you guys accomplished this with what we gave you here at Independence. Why why can't you guys do the same thing when you jump into the Big 12 here with that same type of investment? The problem is BYU, relative to the overall investment in the program, has overachieved by leaps and bounds. Imagine if Kalani Sitake had a properly funded program where he had recruiting analysts. He had analysts in general, more analysts than he already has. I think he has like, what, three maybe on staff right now. If he had analysts, the people that work behind the scenes, the support staff, all that. If he had a properly funded Division I football program, a Power 5 program, let me be clear about that. If he had that type of funding in the program right now, imagine what he would be able to accomplish with their current uh, situation and moving forward into the Big 12. It's pretty impressive what they have done relative to what they've had invested in that. The biggest concern, and this is the conversation that I had with this individual, is that Kalani wants to make sure that when they jump into the Big 12, they do not want to feel like they're behind the eight ball and they're always going to be perpetually under, underfunded because there is a direct correlation between dollars, numbers of dollars invested in a program and the overall success of a football program. You can get by on short-term stuff by uh, maybe hitting on uh, one or two guys who are transcendent superstars that carry you to heights hitherto uh, unknown and then you kind of slump backwards. If you want to have continued sustained success at the Power 5 level, there's a direct investment uh, number that ties to the level of, level of success you're going to have. I believe that BYU is working on that. I have full faith that guys like Tom Homo are fully aware of this. My concern is, is that the higher-ups, there are so many hands in the pie at BYU, uh, people from different committees, the Board of Trustees in Salt Lake City, all that stuff. It is my concern that they may not see the same. They may not see it the same way as BYU, their athletic department, and the coaching staff at B, in the BYU football program see it. And they may think, well, we've given you this type of money, and you're doing this. Why can't you continue to do that? 
They need to have some, uh, I don't know, have an expert walk in and explain. If you want to have sustained success at this level, and especially when you go up to another level of football, BYU is competing kind of in a hinterland right now. They're between the G5 and the Power 5. They're competing at a Power 5 level, but they're not technically Power 5. Well, if you're going to be at that Power 5 level, you need to have investment in this program. I think the BYU's athletic administration fully understands that, and they are doing their best to get that funding in place. That is where I think the chief concern for Kalani Satake is. It's not about him personally. He's making a healthy living relative to anybody out there. If I got a tenth of what Kalani Satake makes in a year, I'd be set for life, I feel like. He wants to make sure that when he goes and leads BYU into the Big 12, that they will have the means to be successful once they get there. They don't want to be behind Utah State, but expected to surpass what Utah State does by leaps and bounds. When you're in the Big 12, you're supposed to be playing for New Year's Six Bowl games. That's the expectation. But if you have the same type of funding or lesser funding than a program like Utah State who competes at the Mountain West level, it seems like a little bit of a disparity there. So I believe that BYU is doing everything within their power. I'm speaking of Tom Homo and the BYU Athletic Administration. My concern is that beyond that, above that, the people who are ecclesiastical leaders, university leaders, etc., I'm just not 100% com- uh, convinced that they are fully aware of what BYU is getting themselves into. Hopefully, they will get on the same page and BYU will have Kalani Satake leading them in the Big 12 and hopefully they'll have the continued success we all are craving for them as they move forward here with the football program. All right, so there you go. I tied two loose ends of two different things I wanted to cover on today and I did it with Utah State. So there you go. Who said I wasn't a radio pro? All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll wrap up today's show. Some other news and notes involving Kalani Satake as well as some other awards out there looming on the horizon. We'll touch on all of that in just a second here. First, though, today's show is brought to you in part by our friends at Bet Online. They have had you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And as the football season continues to march towards the playoffs, they are only upping the ante. They remain the number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. It's free money to bet with. Take advantage of it now. From basketball to football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games online. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So get there. Use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus and have some fun with our friends at BetOnline.ag where the game starts. One more time out on today's show to talk about our friends over at Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. They are filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in 100% chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. And the best part is they are high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, both delicious and healthy, my friends. I have been talking about Built Bars on this podcast forever. I am a huge fan. They've been a huge part of 
me losing over 40 pounds this year, I can tell you guys they are a phenomenal, phenomenal treat. The best part is they have so many different flavors and they do give you that extra fuel you need to get through this holiday season. Many of you out there shopping, uh, you're going to be stuck in lines, going to store after store. Well, Built Bar can be the answer to get you through those long days at the mall or whatever you might be doing this holiday season. The best part is they are an incredible stocking stuffer. Trust me, I've told my wife, what do you want in your stocking? Well, I want Built Bars in my stocking. And they also are a phenomenal treat to stick in a cup of hot cocoa. So you guys can have a lot of fun this holiday season with our friends at Built Bar. And the only thing you need to do is get to Built.com and place your order now. While you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Once again, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. And the best part about it, when you support Built Bar, you're supporting BYU football via the name, image, and likeness agreement they have with all BYU football players. So once again, that's Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Get enjoying the best-tasting protein bars with Built Bar and support BYU football in the process. All right, my friends, before we go on this Wednesday edition of the show, a couple of notes for you guys. We round out today's show. We'll be talking a lot of football and basketball, and that's where we're going to finish today as well. Congratulations to BYU senior guard Alex Barcelo. He has been named a senior class award nominee or a candidate for that award. Is one of 30 candidates for the award. To be eligible, a student athlete must be classified as an NCAA Division I senior and have notable achievements in four areas of excellence. Community, classroom, character, and competition. Those candidates will be narrowed to a field of 10 finalists later on this season, and those names will be placed on an official ballot. Ballots distributed to a nationwide voting system will include media, coaches, and fans who will then select one male candidate who best exemplifies those four C's of community, classroom, character, and competition to win that award. Uh, That award winner will be announced during the men's final four this coming spring. It's my opinion on this. I'm biased, but Alex Barcelo, he exemplifies all four of those in space. It would not surprise me to see him be at least be a finalist for this award, but only time will tell as that kind of plays out. BYU obviously off to a very uh, strong start and expecting Barcelo to have a huge role tonight when the Cougars take on Utah State in the Marriott Center. Also, congratulations are in order for BYU football head coach Kalani Sitake. He has been named as one of the 13 finalists for the 2021 Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year Award. It is presented annually by the Football Writers Association of America in conjunction with the All-State Sugar Bowl. Kalani is actually joined by both Kyle Whittingham and Blake Anderson, the other two in-state Division I or FBS coaches as finalists for this award. All three of them very uh, deserving amongst the 13 finalists. I am a member of the FWAA. Where do you think I voted on this? I I submitted my ballot yesterday. I'm able to vote for up to five people. I had Kalani number one. I'm biased. Whatever. Sue me. I I put Kalani number one. I think I had uh, Blake Anderson two and Kyle Whittingham three. Uh, I'm obviously going to support the guys in state, but I am biased towards BYU's head coach. Kalani has been a phenomenal, phenomenal representative of the university and very much deserving of being a finalist for this award. Do I think he wins it? Probably not, considering the four coaches of the college football playoff teams are also finalists for this award, but I'm doing my part. I'm going to be biased and give Kalani and the other coaches here in state a little bit of love, but congratulations all the same to Kalani on that award, and we'll see what happens. It will be announced, I believe, during the Sugar Bowl later this month. Uh, the winner will be, uh, excuse me, the official presentation will be made on at a reception on Saturday, January 8th, 2022, in Indianapolis prior to the College Football Playoff National Championships. My apologies. It will not be until early next year when the winner is officially 
officially unveiled. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thank you for sticking with us all season long. Obviously, we've got plenty more to come. Uh, we're going to be getting ready for UAB over the coming week, getting ready for that game a week from Saturday. Had uh, Expecting to have a great conversation with some of our practice insiders over the coming week to get you ready for that game. We'll have some of the inside on injuries, all that stuff. We'll have it all covered for you. Coming up tomorrow, we will talk about whatever happens in the basketball game tonight, and who knows what's happening on the football front. It's a, kind of a day-by-day thing right now. I kind of wake up, see what the news of the day is, and then react accordingly. So stay tuned for that. Hope you guys are all doing great out there, and thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Want to encourage you guys now to make Locked On Big 12 your second listen of the day. Get over and listen to the podcast covering BYU's new conference home. Josh Neighbors is the host and does a great job getting you apprised of everything going on in the Big 12 in 30 minutes or less. It is also free and available on all podcasting platforms just like this one. All right, that'll do it for us. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 8th, 2021.